All right, so uh, you're hanging out? Yeah. You, uh, this is about three years in the future. Okay. Things are going okay, I guess, for you? Yeah. You're married? I'm married three years from now. Hmm? Okay. What? To my current girlfriend? Uh, no, you're married to the sea. God damn it. God damn it, Pat. What the fuck? You've uh, decided. Are you fucking kidding me? This is how we're starting. (laughs) You've decided to uh, devote your life to uh, fishing. Oh man! Like professionally? Yeah, like you're kind of in between jobs. And uh, what? I thought you said things were going good. They well, they were for a second there. What happened is uh, you thought you had a like a a better job lined up. Yeah, doing what? Anything? You you were gonna be. in charge of a uh, construction crew. Oh man, me with my own crew. Yeah. And it's a thing where it's like, you're not like doing any of the hard labor or Hell anything. Hell yeah, that's how I like it. Yeah. And like, you just kind of like assign their roles and you have like blueprints made and stuff like that. <laughs> boss man. You're the boss man, dude. Yeah. And uh, they're like, just so you know, like going into this, like it's going to be a little rough at first. They're like, you know, you don't have any construction experience, so the boys might, you know, bust your balls a little bit. So just be careful. Be careful? Head on a swivel. Why? What does that mean? He's like, ah, I mean, you know, who knows uh, what that means? What are you insinuating? He's just, the guy's just, the guy's, uh, it's, uh, the name of the company is uh, Frostbite Construction. And uh, the name of the guy who owns it is a guy named... Uh, Bobby Frost. <laughs> okay. His real name is Robert Frost, but he got so annoyed that people were always like, I took the road less traveled or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, all right. So he goes by Bobby Frost. Uh, yeah. I mean, Bobby Frost sounds way cooler. He's like, uh, <clears throat> is he a cool dude? Yeah. He's, de- he's definitely old school. You know? What do you mean? Like, that's just, when you look at him, you can tell that this guy is old. Racist? School. No, not quite like that. It's, it's, just, it's just like, you know, he's just like. Um, Tough. Yeah. He's like, you know, in my day, you'd go to work, you'd get punched in the face 10 times by your boss, and it's, it, we loved it. Oh, man. Yeah. <clears throat> this guy doesn't sound like a lot of fun to work for. He's oh, no. expect but, me to get punched in the face? Yeah. I mean, he kind of has these weird, like, ideas. So you're kind of like. I'm not going to get punched in the face every day, Pat, ten, let alone 10 times. So you, I'm not uh, doing that. So you tell him that, and he's like, "Okay." So you, uh, nobody deserves to get punched in the face ten times a day, unless that's your job. And even then, that sucks. So they, but you know, the boys, you know, no. So uh, you tell him that, and he's like, "All right," I'll, he goes, "All right, I'll talk to the boys. I'll make sure no one hurts you or anything." I was talking about him. Oh, he's not gonna do anything to you. Oh well, then yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean the boys. You know what I mean. I, they're gonna razz me. Yeah. So, do you want to talk to the boys, or do you not? No. Okay. No. So you just go in on your first day, and like I, I tell him, I say thank you. I'll say, but I'll talk to him. He goes, "You sure?" Like points at you. Yeah, because I can't like have the boss go to me. Then you know what I mean. They're yeah. gonna. He's like, "Ah, oh, that's that's a good point." I think I'm a bitch. That's he, what they're gonna say. He goes, "That's a good point, AB." And so, uh, thanks, BF. So, so you like, uh, you've quit your old job. Now you're in like this construction thing. Yeah. Frostbite construction. Yeah. And you go the first day of work. You go in. And you got, they're building a satanic temple uh, right next to an elementary school. And uh, so you're kind of in charge of helping out with that. You've got the blueprints and stuff. And uh, 
you walk out and you're like, hey, boys, <laughs> like, let's let's huddle up. They all walk over. Big fucking brawny dudes. I probably have like donuts or something. Yeah. Probably. You, you open it up and you're like, it's first day. Uh, my name's Aaron. Um, hey, br- brought a peace offering. You kind of like, huh, right? Like you're trying to make a joke. And I'm like they're 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 just like yeah we're trying to like uh, watch our calories. Like oh man, wish I'd have known. And they go yeah. So they start getting to work, and you're kind of like well all right I'll just put these inside. So you have a small little like trailer kind Can of. Can I get them anything else? Like coffees or something? Um, they're like ah we already drank some thank you though. So you take the uh, <sighs> small little office. Uh, and you uh, like a small little trailer kind of office. Yeah. And you bring uh, the donuts in there and you're like, well, I'm not going to let these go to waste. You uh, you eat a few. No, Pat. And uh, you fall asleep. And uh, you dream of the howling void. God and, uh, damn it. The boss shows up. I Bobby fall. Frost. Why do I fall asleep? Because of the donuts? You just ate so many donuts. Oh, fuck. So Bobby Frost comes in and sees you sleep on the job. He like fires you. He tries <sighs> to punch you in the face, but like you duck. He's lost a step or two, you know, so. So you're in between jobs and um, you decide. That fucking sucks, Pat. I got fired because I fell asleep because I ate too many donuts. But they were really good. All right. So um, you are in between jobs and uh, you're like, you see like a a commercial for. For being a for being a fisherman. Um. It was taken out by the Fisherman Alliance. They're like a union. And <laughs> yeah. they're just raising awareness about being a fisherman. Because like there's like the, the numbers are like dwindling, dude. Yeah, it seems because it seems like a tough life. Yeah. So uh in the commercial though, it make it does not make it out to be like that. It makes it out to be like tropical paradise. You know I've seen I mean? the deadliest catch. Yeah. You think that to yourself, and you think to yourself, then then your next thought is, and I fucking loved it. Like dudes died doing that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. So you end up becoming a fisherman. You grow the biggest beard that you've ever grown. Okay. It is enormous. Salt water gets stuck in there, you know, runs through your hair. You hear uh, seagulls cry for a moment. Uh, It's almost like you can understand what they're saying. Because of my giant beard. You start to think to yourself, maybe it's because of the beard, but like that makes no sense logically. Like that makes no sense yeah, logically. That makes no sense. But every time you stroke your beard, you can understand the birds better. Just seagulls, or are we talking all birds? Um, just those seagulls. So it's just um, seagulls specifically. Yeah. So uh, you're out on the water one day. No one God. else is around. Yeah. I'm on a boat. Yeah, am I the only one on the boat, or am I the like the only one on the and then the area? I'm it's in? Uh, you're you're the only one in the entire area. The name of your you, you named your boat the uh, the USS Pork and Pie, and uh, you are out on the water. Am I a one man crew? Normally, you have like a, a first mate, a guy named uh, Skippy O'Leary, but he called in because he. Was fucking his wife. He was too busy fucking his wife to come to work. 
He calls. He's like, hey, boss, I, I, can't, I can't come in today. And like you hear like the springs going. Yeah. He's like, just, you know, just, you know, and we have different schedules, you know. So when, when this lines up, you got you got to go, you know. How I mean, how long is this going to go, man? He goes, hey, as long as it takes. As long, he, he goes, as long as my baby takes. And you hear the springs. Now they're going so fast that it's like. But he's not like speaking like. With like ragged breath or anything, his voice stays exactly the same. You can That's tell he's an old pro. Fucking, t- he's an old pro at fucking. Yeah, he's good at fucking. Yeah. Uh, Skippy O'Leary. Skippy O'Leary. You hear his his wife uh, yell out like, uh, "Hey, Aaron, it's me, uh, C- Cecilia O'Leary." I say, Skippy, give my best to your lovely wife. And he goes, "Oh, I am. I bet." Skippy, I'm I'm going. Fuck you. I'm I'm pissed. Goodbye. And I hang up on him. You hang up on him. I'd hang up on him, letting him know that I was unhappy that he. That's the reason he called into work. Yeah. Man, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, you know what though? Good for him. They're yeah. I mean, they're on different schedules, so it's like yeah, you, you it just gotta, sucks. Yeah. For you think me. that to yourself. You think to yourself the uh, the unfairness of time. Is he tied enough for where like we can make that day up on the weekend? Yeah. Yeah, if I was like, hey, man, will you come out with me on Saturday? Yeah, he'll go, definitely. Okay. Skippy's not a bad guy. Okay. He just then I'm taking the day off. He's like, look, I'm not going to apologize for loving my wife. Oh, yeah, man, I get it. Then I'm then I'm going to take the day off. And I'm, when he comes back, I'm going to say, hey, like, let me know. Yeah. Give me a heads up, at least, you know? Yeah. Please. You decide uh, to take uh, the day off, and you go, you know what? I'm happy for him, though. Yeah. Uh. You decide, I haven't been out on the water, just on a boat, relaxing in forever. You think to yourself, I'm going to do that. You decide to get like a like an early lunch, and uh, you you go to this place. Um, do I take the USS pork and pie out there? Um, well, you you decide to get lunch before you go out there. Okay. You go to this place called uh, Grendel's Local Pizza. You get- uh, <laughs> A local favorite? Yeah. You get a slice of, uh, what would you get if, if, if you were going to eat pizza on the ocean? I mean, I don't know what, what kind of pizza they have. The guy goes, hey, man, it's Grendel's. We got anything you want. Is it like thick crust? Is it thing? What's a crust situation? He goes, brother, we've got crust you haven't even heard about yet. I'd ask him if they knew how to make an, a St. Louis style pizza. He smiles and he goes, you got the Provel back there, baby. He the winks cracker at you. thin crust. He winks at you sauce. and he goes, you tell me. He walks back there. You, you can swear you almost hear like a dragon roar. Uh, and then two minutes later, he comes out with uh, two slices of uh, St. Louis style pizza. The squares? They're the most square thing you've ever seen. In God life. damn. Like there is there is not a, a hint of roundness to this thing. Are these from, are these from the center cut? The filet mignon of the square cut pizza you get right the, in the middle? You get the feeling that it's somehow like. The center of the center. Man. That's how center Whew. and square these fucking slices That might are. be the best food feeling I could ever have in my life. Your mouth waters a little bit. Yeah. I'm a little bit of drool actually like it man. does a thing where like it Tearing goes up way a little. down and it almost touches it's still attached to your lip. It God almost touches damn. the uh, the counter, then you look down and go, whoop, and go whoop, and goes back up. <laughs> the guy's like, nice. He goes, You I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm giving you a discount for that. Oh, cool. Ten percent off. Hell yeah. And so uh, you take those slices, you go out in the, on the water, you're hanging out. It's a wonderful day. 
Yeah. It's beautiful out. Trying the to sun make, is yeah. shining. Trying to make the best of it. Yep. You're uh, there with your uh, your love, the sea. You bite into the pizza. It is without a doubt. I got to tell you, the best pizza you've ever oh, had in your man. fucking life. I can taste it now. It reminds you of like, it, it brings back memories. Like you remember this one time when you were in high school? Yeah. Um, you, uh, re- you really liked this girl. And, um, Makes sense. She was going to uh, come over and like hang out and eat some some dinner. You okay. Know? And um, her favorite thing was that style of pizza. Hell yeah. And there was a place Let's... right around the corner. So you're like, fuck it. I'll just go get it from there. Emo's. The square beyond compare. You walk, you go to Emo's and it's like closed for the night. What? You're like, Holy they were always like open late. Yeah. <laughs> so you're kind of annoyed about that. Yeah. And uh, the girl that. I call the other Emo's. They're There's, like, hello, emos. Uh, we are closed. Sorry. What the? What time is it? He goes, oh, no. It's like 8 o'clock. But he, he's like, yeah, we're having our company party. He goes, uh, can I help with anything else? No. What's your name? I hang up. This guy is like drunk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to hang up on him. So, he, can't, uh, he doesn't have pizza. You, you, go, you go back to your house and the girl's, her name, her name is... Uh, Hmm. Okay, her name is uh, Emily Square. Square beyond compare. That's the motto of her family business. Like <laughs> is, her, she, is her family run the Emo's Pizza? No. Oh man, that would be rule. No, they they run a uh, a business where a cookie cutter business. Uh huh. And like the thing that like sells the most is the square. Just a straight up square. Yeah. Because yeah, they they go, we make squares beyond compare. Man, do they get into like a legal thing with emos? Because that's like their thing. Emos knows not to fuck with them, but they still they do it anyways. Yeah. Okay. So um, and she's like, oh man, no, the pizza place is closed. And then she goes, you know what? Let's go into the city and get some. And you're like, huh? Whoa. And it turns into this adventure where you guys drive St. Louis. into St. Louis, and you actually like have this crazy night where all you want is just one slice. A fucking pizza. You know what I mean? I was in high school doing this? Yeah, it was a crazy night, dude. What a romantic. Yeah, and it was like wild. Like you met like all these crazy characters and all this. Like there's a weird subplot going on. Just a couple of teens? Yeah. Man. And uh, you finally at 11.59. Just before midnight. You get to a a, a St. Louis pizza place called uh, Pizza Time right here. That fucking sucks, man. Pizza time, colon, right here. And so you go there and you open the door and you go, did we make it? And the guy behind the counter is like this grizzled old man. Yeah. He's like, sorry, kids. You're one minute too late. And you go, oh, man, you go have a heart, mister. And he's like, what did I tell you? You're one minute late. Now get the hell out of here. And then you like look at over at her and you're like. Well, I'm sorry I uh, screwed up uh, the first date. And she looks at you and she goes, Aaron, this is the best date I've ever had in my life. Man. And then that grizzled guy behind the counter goes, I can't say no to love. And he goes, hey, kid. And you like turn around and he like throws some slices at you. You catch them perfectly. And he goes, is on the house. He looks up and like on the wall is like a framed portrait of like clearly him in his 20s and just a gorgeous woman by his side. Yeah. And he looks up and he goes, he goes I miss you. 
He goes, God damn, I missed you so bad. You eat the pizza and it is incredible. <laughs> like the pizza that you eat reminds you just like the pizza that you got there. Pizza time right here. God <laughs> oh, damn run by a heartbroken old man. And you think and you wonder to yourself, I wonder what ever happened to that guy. And you decide to like look it up when you're back on land. Yeah. So you're just sitting there munching on the pizza, you know, hanging and you're there with your memories. Then suddenly like, you look up, you hear like a like a loud splash, and this giant, like squid-like creature comes out. Oh fuck. He is gigantic. He's like 50 feet tall. It like roars a little bit. Great. And you go, oh no. And you go, the Kraken. And then it just like goes back underwater again. Five seconds later, the water's so still, it's like nothing ever happened. What do you do? I turn around immediately. Yeah. I'm terrified. I just saw the fucking Kraken, Pat. (laughs) If the Kraken appeared before me and roared and yelled its own name at me and then disappeared into a stillness like nothing was ever there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd lose my goddamn mind, Pat. I'd be fucking, I'd be so terrified. Would you tell anyone when you got back to shore? 100%. Yeah. So you, uh, you, you go to like the Austin Chronicle and you talk to them. I wouldn't talk to the Chronicle first. Who would you talk to? Skippy. Oh, shit. So you, you, so you call. Uh, I, w- I would wait. I would text him and be like, hey, I know you're busy. Winky emoji. Let me know when you're done. Thumbs up. Tears. Eggplant. Five hours later, he calls you. He is out of breath. I bet, man. He's like, hey, boss. What's up, man? I go, hey. Uh, can he goes, you- wow, what a day I had. I, I bet. Um. Can I can I meet you somewhere? He goes, goes, it's like an inch shorter now, dude. Like there's so much. I'm happy for you. Can I meet you out somewhere? Can we go? Can we go grab a drink? He's like, sure. You guys go to this. uh, You meet him at uh, a a popular bar among the 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 fishermen, yeah, shoremen and stuff. What's it called? It's called uh, Smooth Pete's Bar and Grill. Smooth Pete. Yeah. It's run by this guy. Uh, Smooth Pete? Yeah. He doesn't have a hair on his body. <laughs> Does he have alopecia? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he has alopecia, and he decides to devote his bar's fucking aesthetic to it? Yeah. Like, everything. Like, when you sit down at tables there, it's the smoothest table. God damn. The smooth, like, like, if there's a hint of resistance on the table or the chairs or anything, they fucking burn them. Smooth Pete is very into this. Okay. He, like, you look at him, he has such grace, he practically glides. So you're at Smooth Pete's. Uh, Skippy O'Leary sits down. He's like, uh, what do you want to talk about? He goes, sorry again about today. It's I just, say, hey, water under the bridge. I just love my wife. You know? I understand. She's a, she's a lovely woman. I would say I have to tell you something, and I, it's going to sound absolutely crazy, but I want you to know that I mean it with every fiber of my being. Okay. I saw the Kraken today in the middle of the lake or wherever, whatever body of water it was. Ladybird Lake. Ladybird Lake. So you I say s- I saw you, a Kraken. You say that, and he just kind of like stares at you for so long 
that you think for a second, like, did he not just not hear me? Or and then he just goes, "You saw the kraken with my own eyes." It came up out of the water and it roared and yelled the kraken, and then went back underwater. And minutes later, it was perfectly still, almost as if it was supernatural. So I saw it, and I don't know how to tell you this without sounding like a complete maniac, but that's what happened. It happened today. He looks down at his uh, shot of bourbon. You can see his reflection in the shot. Perfectly smooth. He downs it. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, my, uh, my first captain, he, uh, he saw the Kraken too. He goes, but he didn't survive. Okay. What the fuck does that mean? He got killed. His like eyes start like watering up. It's called crying. Yeah. But like the, the, the tears haven't like left though, you know. What I mean? He just like he just started to tear up, starting to well up, and he goes, uh, "He goes, all right, Aaron." He goes, "You know what? Some people drink to remember." He like signals over to the bartender who brings over like two more shots. He downs them both. He goes, Somebody- <laughs> "He got himself two shots. He didn't like get each of us a shot." He just got himself. He got two shots yeah. and took both of them. Yeah. Not a double, two separate shots. And he goes, that motherfucker. And he goes, and some drink to forget. Is he the best friend that I have? He's like family. But he knows, he, he knows like you don't drink and stuff. So he's like, no, this one, I'm probably drinking again at this point. If I'm yeah. a goddamn fisherman, I'm probably drinking again. Yeah. So you guys just sit there and you guys do about like, 35 shots what the fuck pat each because he's remembering the trauma of losing his uh, original captain captain bobby battaglia his first captain yeah was he the one that was killed by the crack by the kraken yeah and like he's just t- telling you stories about this guy. Like this yeah. guy had a fucking life, man. Yeah. Uh, and then but he was ultimately killed by the kraken. By the kraken. And then you're talking to him about how like, like how like frightened you were that nobody was gonna believe you and all this stuff. And you're like, I'm I'm so thankful that you believe me. And he's like, Yeah, of course. He goes, The legend of the kraken is known to all who sail the sea. And so you guys get like plastered yeah 35 shots a piece yeah i'm dead pat i would die well you, you drink a lot of water that how order a big burger you know how much is fitting inside of me a surprising amount 35 shots worth plus a bunch of water and a burger yeah i am full and fucked rings. up and onion rings pat and a chocolate milkshake god damn you it. were really traumatized by this how so, long are we there Eight hours. So you eventually, like, you you just stumble home. Um, that's four. That's four and a half shots an hour. Yeah. And uh, fuck you. You go home and just like pass the fuck out. Yeah. The next day, there's a, a knock on your door. You're suddenly uh, pulled from your dreams. In your dream, you were uh, searching for that perfect. <laughs> 
piece of St. Louis style pizza. Yeah. And in the dream, you got to um, you got to this place called uh, the Number One Pizza Zone. <laughs> and you know, in the dream with Dream Logic, you know that like the best pizza you've ever had is waiting around just on the other side of that door. The number one dream, the number one pizza zone. Yeah. And you, when you open the door, the guy behind the counter is this like nine foot tall guy dressed like a clown. And uh, he has like a clown nose and he's holding God fucking damn it. Pat, what appears to be a, um, a what a balloon. Uh, The balloon has your face on it. Uh, and instead of, but instead of eyes, uh, there's like worms coming out of the balloon. And then he goes, uh, and he just kind of looks at you and just laughs. Worms. Suddenly, you, there's a knock at the door. The balloon pops and you wake up. What do you do? I'm fucking terrified. I I looked into the eyes of the Kraken. I learned that it's happened before and the, that person died. Yeah. I drank 35 shots a chocolate milkshake, a lot of water, a burger, and onion rings in eight hours. Yeah, I'm nonverbal drunk, vomiting probably. This is but this is like twelve. You were asleep for twelve hours. Yeah, I probably feel the worst I've ever felt in my entire. You life. You don't feel great. I probably feel absolutely terrible. You hear another knock. I'm not moving. I'm. I probably feel like I'm gonna throw up. You hear a, a voice, a woman's voice, be like, uh, "Mr. Mr. Brooks, I." Just a minute of your time. I'm probably not moving. I probably if I had thirty five shots, Pat. Yeah, I'm gonna be laying in bed, just trying not to vomit. So you just kind of sit there for the next couple hours, uh, and a few hours later, you manage to like pull yourself out of bed and you walk into your living room just to watch some TV, uh, and you see that there's like a like a business card that's been like pushed underneath the door. You're like, what the hell? And uh, you look at it, and it's a business card uh, for this doctor. Her name is um, Shania Pillsburg, comma, seeker of the unknown, comma, also a scientist. Dr. Shania Pillsburg, seeker of the unknown, but also a scientist. Yeah. And she wrote on it like, Mr. Brooks, please call me. I will call her eventually, but I don't feel, I don't want to talk to anybody. So you just kind of like spend the day just yeah. trying to like feel better. Yeah. You're just like, uh, there's a marathon of uh, this TV show called Chunks that you watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chunks is about these two like idiots, uh, Howie and Chip, and they just like chunk things. They just like break things. Uh, on this episode, um, they uh, chunk a helicopter off of the top of a, a building. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it falls to the ground and just like explodes and destroys like a city block. Oh shit. And they turn around and they're just like chunks. So you watch that for a while. Um, and then like, you kind of just like, you feel a little bit better. You cook yourself some dinner. Yeah. You eat it. You feel a little bit better. Okay. It's about like seven o'clock at night. Okay. Your phone rings. What do you do? Who is it? It's, you don't recognize the number. Okay. And you look at that business card and you realize it's the same number. Oh, I probably answered at that point. She's like, uh, hey, uh, can I, Aaron? Yeah. Hey, this is uh, Shania. Hey, Shania. Shania Pillsburg. Pillsburg? Pillsburg? Seeker of the unknown. She goes, yeah, I'm a scientist. Also a scientist? Yeah, she, yeah, I'm also a scientist. She's like, look, 
Um, I really need to talk to you about what you saw. What do you know about what do you what are you talking about? She goes, tell me it's true. Who told you I saw anything? She goes, uh, she's like, uh, I talked to someone. I only told one person. She goes, yeah, I talked to Skippy. He called me. This has happened before. I would text Skippy. What do you say to him? And be like, hey, do you know Shania Pillsberg? He responds. He's like, yeah, I gave her your phone number and address. Is Hope that's cool. Thanks, man. He's like, fucking A. And I go, okay. And once I confirmed with Skippy that he knows her. Yeah. Uh, I would I would talk to her about it and tell her what I saw. So you tell you go into the great detail and yeah. uh, basically uh, it turns out that uh, Shania Pillsberg is a cryptozoologist. Okay, and she is like she talks to you about what she does. She tries to find these like animals that people say don't exist. You know. Yeah. Uh, and she tries to find them and catalog them and, and just you know learn about them and stuff. How's that going? Um, it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's tough. She had, uh, any success with anything? Not really. Okay. Just checking. Um, she came close a few times. Yeah, I bet. Destroyed two marriages doing this, but. Yep. Yeah. Seems like it'd be a tough career to live with. She has a theory that humans evolved from, uh, sea apes. All right. She's like, and I've been looking around for these goddamn sea apes for the past 20 years. Like, I can't find anything best of luck to you miss yeah she's like anyway look i need you to take me exactly where you found the kraken she goes look the lanolax Corp. the reason i'm calling you is that the lanolax corporation wants to find these folklore animals and kill them i need to save them she goes will you take me to kraken's bay so i'll show you where it is and yeah. you, can, you can get out there yourself He's like, she's I'm like, not, I'm not going, I'm not going back out there. I said, I, frankly, I don't feel comfortable telling you. I don't feel comfortable give, sending you to your own death. She goes, why? <sighs> because if you were to die, I would feel really bad about it. She goes, Aaron, I'm, I would feel personally responsible. She goes, I'm that. a scientist and a cryptozoologist. She's like, look, I, I you have ever sailed a boat. You ever been in a boat? She goes, yeah, I've been in boats. Are you kidding me? All she right. Goes, Aaron, I have explored ancient temples that were haunted well find a boat and it's fucking right there dude i would what do you morty what do you want from me i'm not going out there with you she's like i have like walked up volcanoes great congratulations thunder god you don't need me she goes i just you need to show me where this is yeah take a boat point it that direction go for a while and guess what a kraken shows up eventually you need a piece of pizza and she's like what I had I had pizza when I went there. She goes, "What kind of pizza?" The fucking the Grendel's local. It's a local favorite. Been she's, around a long time. She's like, "Yeah." I'm, she goes, "Yeah, I used to work there." Yeah, when I was a teenager, I had I had two slices of Grendel's, the St. Louis style with a cracker thin crust, sweet she, sauce, provolone cheese. She goes, "Ah, oh, that takes me back." Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's what I had. I was on there. I was just lounging, and the fucking Kraken showed up and screamed at me, and went back, and everything was still again. And she's like, so you're not going to take me out there? No. And you can't take USS Pork and Pie either. You got to find your own boat. She just kind of sighs. She's I'll like, give you the coordinates. You know, I've got that. I'm, you know, I'm not an idiot. She goes, okay, well, maybe could you just like text me the coordinates? Yeah, sure. 
I'll text you the coordinates. I go, but I really think this is a bad idea. And she goes, okay. So she goes, goodbye, Aaron. Name the phone. Two seconds later, you get a friend request on Facebook from Shania Pillsbury. Yeah. Her cover photo is uh, her. She's holding up like a, uh, a skeleton of like a uh, small angel. And she's pointing at it going like, what the heck? It's like in a gift shop. It's not like a real thing. Yeah, it seems like it. Do you accept the friend request? No. You look down. She has a. She wrote a status update. Just said like, just had the worst phone conversation of my life. Dot dot dot. What a loser. Do you text her the coordinates? Yeah. Yeah, I would. So uh, you text-, I would text her the coordinates. Yeah, and I would say, I'm sorry if I upset you. I'm sorry if you think I'm a loser. I would be very confrontational. Yeah, because she's probably about to die. Yeah, and I'd say I don't want this. I don't want you holding this, you know, over your head. I don't want to hold it over your head. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but I feel bad for giving you these coordinates because I feel like it's leading you to your own demise. She responds with uh, K. So uh, the next day, you wake up and uh, you're you 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 feel like a lot better. You're like, I think I'm gonna go outside and go for a walk or something. Yeah, and. Uh, you cook yourself a quick breakfast. You turn on the TV and uh, the news on the news. Yeah. Uh, they're like a stunning discovery as the Kraken is finally tamed and brought to land. She did it. Congratulations. Yeah. And it's like this big story about how this woman went out there bravely and and, and got the Kraken. And um, she was like, yeah, it was easy. All I had to do was be like, hey, you want to you want to get out of here? And it worked. And uh, so she is selling it to the uh, government for an undisclosed sum. But she looks into the camera and she goes, huh, but don't worry about me anymore. And she goes, she looks at the camera and uh, she goes like, yeah, I got uh, 17 million. 17 large? Yeah. Man. I would probably message her. Be like, hey, congratulations. And also, I feel like I'm entitled to some of that. I gave you the coordinates where that was. Yeah. She just replies with a middle finger photo. So uh, I'll probably talk to a lawyer at some point because that seems like, you know. Yeah. Probably talk to a lawyer. Be like, hey, here's what happened. And I would tell him. So uh, the lawyer, uh, Kyle (laughs) Kananestein. Oh, man. And uh, he's like, yeah, come on by. And you're like, hell yeah. And he goes, all right, well, I can't wait to see you, man. I love your comedy. Thanks. So you uh, go to like uh, leave. You open the door. uh, And standing there is um, this uh, dude. He's like as tall as a man, but he kind of looks like like a moth. The Mothman. Uh, next to him is um, this uh, this thing. It's like it has like a horse face, you know. Uh, it has uh, wings and uh, hooves, and he looks up at you, and he's like, uh, he's like, I'm the Joyzy Devil, and he goes, Get out of here! And then he maul- they both maul you to death. What the fuck? And they go, You gave up a friend. God damn it. And they uh, just cut you and cut you and cut you and cut you. 
until you are unrecognizable as a human form. The Mothman's like, uh, he's like, uh, that's what you get, Aaron. He's got like a terrible Maryland accent. Man, he sold out our friend. It's a fucking, it's a terror. It's a, a goddamn kraken. It's a thing of lore. Fuck you. So they like, Why are you living in Ladybird Lake? There's the whole there's oceans. There's so many places you could live and be safe. So uh the, the Mothman just kind of like is like, "All right, let's get out of here, boy." And they 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 both fly away and uh you just slowly bleed to death. That sucks. Yeah. Oh well. That fucking sucks. You can hang up the Kraken. Yeah, yeah, I did, Pat. I did. I didn't simply coerce it into the boat. Fucking asshole. And uh, uh, the last thing you hear is uh, the Jersey Devil uh, like shout to someone like, oh, you're from Jersey too? What exit? And then you die. Oh, man. That's terrible. 